the project. Kuwait. Learn. Hey guys, we've got a fun little episode today where we catch up on what we've all been up to. It's been a while since the three of us have had this little podcast sesh on our own. So we get into the battles and powerlifting, what I've been up to, and then a little this or that game. Kuwaiti CrossFitters, you guys got to start coming together, brothers. Listen to, I think I said it in minute 15, I ripped on the Kuwaiti CrossFitters and I explained how everyone needs to come together and show each other some love. So enjoy everybody. Please like... Everybody, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes, and you may have a chance to even win a t-shirt, something that no one else on this show can say, apparently. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Enjoy. All this and more in today's episode. All right, here we go. We're recording. I I just got retail space. (laughs) Welcome to this episode of the project, and we got the crew back. It's been a while. It's been a a lot of episodes where it's been just us. You know, we had Functionized, we had Ermod on, we had the Battle of the East stuff, we had all that shit going on. And now we're reunited. But bam <laughs> <laughs> All right, Meg, did you listen to the episode with Tom and Madoc? I did not. You don't listen to, listen to any of the episodes. <laughs> I do. What I, kind of a I co-host to... are you? I don't listen to half of them. <laughs> There's so many. They drop so many. But I, I get to like start some of them and I just don't get to finish all of them. <laughs> okay. okay, so listeners, just so you all hear this, my co-host, <laughs> the creator of the project, just doesn't listen to the episode. It's, it's just I me. <laughs> so when quality... I, dab- I dabble in a lot of them. <laughs> she, she dabbles. What she's trying to say is I'm too boring for her to listen to. <laughs> no. <laughs> or my content just sucks. <laughs> Not at all. I'll have you guys know that I've had plenty of people tell me my content was awesome. That's great. Sometimes yeah. better than the guests. It is. Yeah. And then I've had other but, people hey, say. Hey, the results speak for themselves. It's it's going well. It's going well. That's right. Not really. I mean, Haya has the best episodes. I mean, if you want me to be <laughs> one, like Haya's episodes do the best. It's not because she's on a podium or anything. Like, two. Two podiums. <laughs> got money for the last one. Well, I eat your damn and food. And I got sponsored. <laughs> hey, get it, girl. Right? Dude, speaking of sponsored, and I'll give him a shout out. What you mean sent us some damn good ribs. <laughs> and yeah? Yeah, dude. Like, their ribs were fucking, they were awesome. Yeah. <laughs> they were They were great. great. So Is yeah. that who's sponsoring you, Haya? I got sponsored by, do I say their names? Yeah. yeah I mean, like, ahead. they gave care. me a lot. Um, I got yeah. sponsored by CAF Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. And so, like, what you mean is they're kind of with CAF. So they got a lot of them, like, a lot of the CAF sponsorees. They okay. sent them ribs. And they were like, just post oh, about nice. this and everything. I was like, okay, yeah. free food? Yes, please. <laughs> Dude, the, yeah. the, the ribs. But it was good, huh? Yeah. The ribs were phenomenal. Nice. And oh, my God, they're slaw. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. The coleslaw and the potatoes. It's just salad. like a huge like ad for what you mean, dude. Right like I cheat on my meals, but this shit, I mout it. Like I felt, yeah, I felt bloated I like, after I, I ate feel like so much. Not a cheat, like coleslaw. You can't be mad about that. <laughs> eh, potato salad, like all that mayo and shit. I didn't care. Yeah. Dude. Like I, okay, it's a science. A barbecue is like our Sunday ritual. There's a place here that does a Sunday brunch, and you can just get some fantastic barbecue and so that's like i don't know we basically like we just buy a shit ton in the morning like (laughs) and then we just like we we just graze on it like all day (laughs) (laughs) barbecue sundays oh so good yeah no it's it's good and what what you mean oh boy making me so lean Got into my belly, and now I'm feeling mean. Oh, what you mean? Jingle? That no, I just created that jingle. Trying to get free ribs. Give me more free ribs. I'm really impressed. That was awesome, (laughs) right? (laughs) And we got that recorded. I know. I'm so gonna play that for what you mean, dude. We're still playing that. I love. Can we just make that the intro for that episode? Look, Um, I've got a lot of jams that I can come out with, just so everybody knows. I can make up some damn good songs. You are super creative, yes. Just sometimes. No, all the time. Sometimes. Yeah. Meg doesn't think so because she doesn't listen to any of the episodes. (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Yay, it's big on Meg Day, not me! Oh, God. It was bound to happen. (laughs) I had to record two episodes with Dinka the other day. Yeah. Yeah. 
There Sorry, was, Tinka doesn't listen to this. Set. Oh she doesn't listen to this Sunday show anyway. She doesn't listen to us either. She's just like Meg. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were good. Yeah, of course they were. Because I was in them. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be high performers. All right. All right. So, all right. All right. So, Meg, Battle of the East went okay. Yeah. Yeah. Catch ba- me up on that. Battle of the East went good from my perspective. The CrossFit area was the usual, it was pretty much the same setup. It ran pretty fluid. I think it was somewhat on time. Like we weren't that late in comparison yeah. to like a year ago, I think, where things were like an hour and a half behind. So that was okay. It was interesting. Umda won. He took first place. I think Khalid was third. Wait, can we please talk about your mindset at the beginning of the day and how that influenced the way the weekend went for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like my, my mindset was completely different. Um, usually I'm high strong and like, on edge and like I'm all about yeah it's game time and eye black and shit this time I was dancing and I was having fun I was you know shooting the shit with the guys and like a little less serious oh yeah it made a huge difference I was so loose to the point when I was doing my ring muscle ups I looked at the judge and I was like this and this and that and she was like shouldn't you be up on the rings I'm like that's cool I like being down here talking to you (laughs) (laughs) so so my mindset was completely different relaxed yeah Yeah. lots of smiles on my face how did you get into that space or what was the difference? Did it, was it like the training leading up to it? Was it just a decision you made going into the competition or what do you think was the biggest like contributor of that? Two weeks before that, I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to perform during my workouts. And it was one weekend where I couldn't do one ring muscle up and I like tried everything in the book. I tried as hard as I could and I just could not get up there. Um, mm-hmm. And then like I think three or four workouts later, I had ring muscle ups again and I was just kind of having fun that day. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm flying up the rings. You know, I'm not having any issues. So yeah. I just kind of felt that I just needed to be looser and smarter when I work out versus so tense and, oh, I got to be perfect. I got to do it this way. I got to do it that way and sticking to the plan and, you know, just being so amped up. I was just like, all right, you know what? If this is what's going to work for me in CrossFit as opposed to how I used yeah. to do things in baseball and other sports, then this is going to work. And sure enough, when your body's loose, you know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're loose, you can do so much more rather than be intense. And I PR'd my ring muscle ups in the workout. I think I did like 15 and I was like, shit, (laughs) you know, in like the span of nine minutes. So I was happy about that. And I PR'd my snatch. I think I hit 80 kilos and yeah. and you beat some really good names in some workouts. Yeah, I'll admit. I, I don't like to showboat. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I try Mr. to be like, humble. Comes to... in third on the first workout. Dude. I know, that was the swim one, right? Yeah. Swim, yeah. Swimming's my jam, apparently. It is. But here's... Uh, but, but maybe it was, uh, you got some helpful tips from it. That is actually true. No, that is actually true. Meg sent me a lot of helpful ch- tips. And you told me about the backstroke, right? Were you, or did I yeah. ask you about the, you told me about the backstroke, right? You said, worst mm-hmm. comes to worst, just flop around on your back and catch your breath and then go back to the crawl or go back yeah. to the freestyle swim. Yeah. So yeah. second time in the water, first thing that I did, I dove in. I rode the wave, as you said, and as Monsoor yep. told me to, I got to give him a shout out. He coached me a lot too. Yeah. So I rode yeah. the wave. And then when I got out, I was still gassed from the first round of uh, kettlebell uh, goblet squats. So right. I flipped on my back, did about, I'd say roughly 50 meters or so on my back. Mm-hmm. And then I switched to the breaststroke a little bit. And yeah. then I think it was the last 50 meters. You know, I caught my breath and all of a sudden I look up and Miko's only 20 feet in front of me. And I'm like, shit, I'm like, I'm doing good. If Miko's <laughs> yeah. just getting out of the water and I'm halfway there, you know, of course, Miko, like he was done, I think at nine minutes. So, yeah, but it was still pretty cool to see that I kept pace with him and I had totally. lapped the, the other guy next to me. I completely fucking lapped him, which yeah. I was like, all right, that's cool. So, yeah, big I, confidence boost. Yeah. I finished and I talked to her mother afterwards. She was like, oh, what place did you finish? I was like, oh, I don't know. I probably did all right and whatever. I think I did okay. She calls me up. She goes, oh, congratulations. I was like, for what? She goes, you came on third. I was like, no way. <laughs> I, awesome. I it, so that was cool. cool. Yeah. Have you guys gotten any of your family to come out and watch you compete? Dubai. Dubai, yeah. yeah. Dubai. Everyone okay. came out and cheered hey on. <laughs> nice. Okay. 
We That's only awesome. we only cheer winners in my family, oh. apparently. Oh, shame. <laughs> they came for you during Flair. They That's, were, but they, that was during your race, so we could actually see you. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, no, all in all, the one regret that I do have is not going with an 85 kilo snatch and trying to jump to 90 and okay. failing it because I, I'd hit 90 the previous week. I just pulled too quick and I failed it. If I had hit the 85, I probably would have made the semifinals. So yeah, lesson learned, Woo. you know, you, you yeah. learn lessons from it, and, but I had a freaking blast. Like, I, I think that's key is like, yeah, that you just had fun with it. A lot of people just take it way too seriously, get, get down on themselves. And then it definitely inhibits the performance. So getting yourself into that good space before that's huge. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And then uh, I'm doing a team thing next week at uh, Circuit Plus. They're having a throwdown over there. All right. So I'm doing a team thing with, I mean, well, everyone's going to know Amaro Shalhan. He's going to be my partner. You know Amaro, right? Awesome. The commentator. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's going to yep. be my partner. And then I got Bahrain coming up on the 14th of December. Okay. So that's cool. another individual with the uh, young guys this time. So I'm probably going to get my yeah. ass handed to me. Yeah. So that's it okay. from the uh, CrossFit side. But performance wise, yeah. Hada Jalala did amazing. Umda did friggin' fantastic as usual. Uh, you had some really good performances out of uh, our boy Jossam Galaf. He did well. Ali Jamal awesome. did amazing. So I got to give him a shout out. Plus, Ali Jamal is like one of the nicest guys I have ever met really? in CrossFit. Yeah. It was cool. Like we were in the warm up area and he was just really nice. Just really nice to people. It was cool. The CrossFit guys were pretty chill. I was surprised, especially the old guys. My master guys. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey. Is Amda still coaching out in Kuwait or is he, he's not still out there, is he? No, Amda was in no. uh, Dubai and. Dubai, that's right. Yes, I forget right. Which... That's right. I did see him at DFC last year. That's right. I think he that's left right. DFC, if I'm not mistaken. Someone told me he left. I don't know if that's true. Well, he competed at DFC last year, Dubai Fitness Championships, or yeah. the, the now the whatever Dubai CrossFit Championships. Yeah, fun. He used to work at Circuit, so I knew him when he when he first came out. Oh, really? So talk yeah. to him. I invited him on the show, and then I like I heard from him back and forth, back and forth, and then it kind of just like died out. So I'll leave that to you, man. Ah, okay. <laughs> All right, reach out to him. <laughs> yeah, dude. I just want I want someone to come on and talk about rowing. Like rowing <laughs> is the most boring thing in the world. And I just want a, a professional rower to come on and talk about it. Okay. Oh, yes. then we got to have, um, his name is escaping me right now, but he came out and he did a rowing um, seminar with us at Circuit Plus a few years ago. Uh, well, and whoever um, that guy is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get on it. I'll, I'll find I'll find him. <laughs> All right. So, okay. CrossFit. Awesome. I'm, I'm done over here. Okay. Is it <laughs> we my turn to talk about CrossFit. Oh, 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 drama. Wait, wait, drama. Wait, drama. Wait, big I was time all drama. Like no, ready this is to... big time drama. So you want to talk gossip on the yeah, podcast? Okay. Yeah, why not? Just double checking. No, here. no, Meg's gonna hear this drama. So the open right yeah. now. Um, there has been like an exchange of words between I think the top three, top five guys. Okay. Back and forth about video submissions and I think it's the right. same rigor that happens. Kuwait. In Kuwait, yeah. Okay. This is a okay. okay. So it's been going back and forth pretty hard. Especially with like one of the guys who I guess they called him out and it was a huge issue and he came on Instagram. His coach came on Instagram. He was like, You guys wanna come watch the video, come see the video. But then you have to issue like a public apology. And it's just like, yeah, it's like, dude, come on. We're in Kuwait. We're not in America. Like the number one guy in Kuwait is probably going to be ranked in the top 1,500 in the world. It's still an experience (laughs) to go, though. Like if the point, if you're off by one point and there's like a smidgen of a chance that your competitor can get points taken off and you can go. You want to go for the experience. Clearly, you're not going to excel, but you want to be there. So what, they just like, what, do they watch his video or they just don't believe the score that he posted? They just don't believe the scores that are posted. There are a lot yeah, of guys okay. that are in disbelief of certain numbers. Yeah. And in all honesty, like, you know, and I, I, I'm giving Mohamed Sligar, Buderwish, the dietitian, I'm giving him credit yeah. for this because I saw changes in my game in six months. So yeah. I believe that he could have the equal amount of changes, if not better, because he's younger. So that brain right, plasticity right. is better. His endurance is right. better. He wiped the floor with people in the Bahrain thing, even though it was a uh, scaled event. He still right. did really well because apparently he has a lot of endurance, which if you have an engine, you're going to do well in certain workouts. It comes down to the workout. Yeah. 
And, you know, he's one of the guys that people call into question. And you got to give the guy credit because he has come a long way in the past year. So I seriously like if I didn't see my progress in six months, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't believe it. But I do believe it because I've seen my progress. And, you know, people are going to talk shit no matter what. So it's like a little show, you know, when it comes time to perform in front of everybody. I mean, you'll know if it's that's the thing that just never makes sense about people, you know, lying about their scores, that kind of stuff. Because it's like, what do you like? Okay, you get there, you get to the competition. Like, then what? Like, if you didn't actually do that work, like it's going to be exposed. At that time, yeah. yeah. And the top- those are those are typically the people that conveniently get some kind of an injury, right? <laughs> I know, right, dude. I know, I know. It's so funny. It's that's so true, dude. Like it happens in so many sports where you get guys that talk a lot of shit. And I want to say this to all the athletes in Kuwait who competed in the Open: you're all great. You all did a good job. And what we should do as a community is bring each other together and get each other better. Rather than talking trash in this gym against that gym and this person against that person. I mean, dude, there's got to be camaraderie within the top 10. That's the only way we're going to get better. You know, and just as it, like you said, as a community in the, I know when I first got to Kuwait, the thing that surprised me was about like the CrossFit gyms of how segregated they were in terms of just like, you know, coaches really not even interacting with each other, members not really interacting with each other, no like, community, like CrossFit community as a whole in Kuwait, getting together to do things that was always like, no, I'm the first CrossFit gym here. or No, I've got the best equipment. <laughs> no, I've got the like that. And it took a while to kind of build that. And it took, I think, getting some more coaches that were expats and looking for connection, you know, people from, from outside of Kuwait, um, where you started to see, you know, them getting together a little bit more for workouts and visiting different gyms and things like that. But those like the in-house throwdowns are great, but it's so good to have them for the entire community within. I mean, because in the end, like you guys just want everybody to be active and healthy and happy, you know? Yeah. So it's just, that was always one of the big surprising things too. Like when I first started competing in CrossFit and going to a lot of those events of just how different the spectators are there compared to like other sports. Like most people there are just a little bit happier. Like people cleaned up after themselves. Like, you know, this I'm talking about like in the in the States in the and States, stuff. Yeah, but, that doesn't um, happen here. Yeah. I was like, not so much <laughs> over there. But but you know, but you think of like other professional games and you get people that are just like, you know, they're eating like the the shitty concession food. You know, they yeah. you know, probably most of them don't play that actual sport themselves, you know, still are probably are rarely active. And, you know, you get the the rivalry and the the emotions and everything played up really high, but in CrossFit, it's just like the, you know, the spectators are still the athletes and there just seems to be a little bit more camaraderie with it all. So it's cool if that stuff starts to happen, you know, a little bit more in Kuwait. But, and it would be, cause I mean, I learned this from baseball and I learned this from playing ball mm-hmm. in the States and or being around yeah. my friends was, and having good coaches. Like I've had some great coaches that have been at the pro level and they always said one thing. They're like, always ask questions and learn mm-hmm. from the people around you. You can learn from the worst and you can learn from the best. And even when you're playing a rival team, you know, at the pro level, they're still friends. Like if you look Mm -hmm. at the pros in football and if you look at the pros in baseball, basketball and everything, you know, those quarterbacks or the the centers or whatever, they're still making conversation after the game. They're still going out and they probably play college ball together or something. I would say a lot of them have crossed paths at one point or another before that. So for sure. And here yeah. it's like everyone's at each other's throats and everyone's like, oh, no, you didn't do this. Or, oh, no, it's a no rep here or whatever. It's like, dude, come on, guys. Yeah. Like, seriously, guys in Kuwait, get along. Help each other yeah. out. Like, that's the only way we're going to yeah. get better. That's the only way we're going to break the top 500 is if we work together on this and stop totally. just kicking each other in the nuts. All right. My rant is over. <laughs> oh, that's a great point to end on. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Why are you just staring hey, at me? Um, we're waiting for <laughs> powerlifting so we can get into the how cool the, part of the episode. The powerlifting side of it. Okay. So my first meet, everyone kept saying, by the way, you're all super spoiled and every other meet that you go to after this will not look like this. They were correct. Really? Okay. <laughs> just because of how that first meet was set up. And the equipment that they had. And it just, it ran so smoothly. Like it was. This is the one in Dubai you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. The one in Kuwait was not the best conditions. Like I ended up failing one of my warm up squats because I was on these stones that were slanted, which like felt like I fell forward. So my confidence was a bit not great. It was really hot. Just. It wasn't the best, but it was a good opportunity for me to kind of 
move past this and try to pump myself up regardless of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. And so I failed my third squat and I thought that I was going to be really upset. It was going to ruin my day. Like I, I didn't know how I was going to react to failing a third attempt. And yeah. I was so surprised because I, I was just like, all right, that sucked, but it didn't ruin my total because I ended on a match PR of my last meet. Cool. Great. Not a big deal. And then I right. failed my third attempt at bench. <laughs> mm. And it once again, it wasn't going to ruin my total. I It was the same match and I, I moved forward from that again. Deadlifts are amazing. Yeah. And yeah, she crushed, she crushed it with a deadlift. But the funny thing with deadlifts is I was watching Open World and I saw this powerlifter called Sam Calhoun. And mm-hmm. she's crazy, crazy, crazy strong. But she doesn't select numbers to hit PRs. She selects numbers to build a total. Yeah. So her last deadlift... She knows what she needs to hit in each one in order to get... Yeah. That's it. Like her last deadlift was like 498 pounds or... It was some... It was a number like Mm -hmm. that. And people were saying, well, why don't you just make it an even like 500? Why don't you just break the world record? Why don't you do this? And she was like, no, that's not what I needed to win. I was just going to hit the number that I needed, know that I get it. And that was it. And that's... So I wanted to... Why risk it? Yeah. That's it. So I went into my last attempt and I wanted 160, but I knew that I just needed 157 and a half. Mm. Went with one. I did it. And then I ended up getting second overall and it was fantastic. If you had hit that 160, would that have made a difference between second and first? No, no, no. Like the first person, she has competed in worlds. What's her name? Sika, she's Sika, yeah. at she's, Inspire. Dude, she's, she's insane. She's 52 kilos, yeah. like We got to get her on the show. She's pretty insane. Yeah. Like for her nice. size, she can pull some serious weight. Nice. And she did the smart thing. Mm-hmm. This is where if I had went with 185 and did what Haya did, I would have been yeah. safe. But I chose to see what Haya did and do the opposite and go big or go home. But basically. you know what? Like there are people that have criticized me and they're like, why do you take such small jumps in between attempts. And Mm. my response is, this is what I do in training. Like, this is what I'm Mm -hmm. comfortable with. And it's been working for me so far. Right. And that's totally independent. Like some people, it's small jumps in the beginning and then big jumps at the end. Some people, they need to go those big jumps. Like that's something that you just learn. The more you learn about yourself, (laughs) the more you... Yeah, the more you play with that during training, and that's that's a totally individualized thing. There's not a one size fits all on on how you approach that for yeah. sure. The community um, there was, I was scared going into it because I didn't know if the female lifters would connect, mm, mm-hmm. but they did, and it was fantastic. And that's awesome. we were all supporting one another, and it just it's so nice to see a community building here and mm-hmm. everyone supporting one another. Yeah. So it was good to see. That's awesome. It's good to hear. That part needs to be built up a little bit more as far as, you know, women not being afraid of the strength training and just finding a little bit of support yeah. within that. Because I think you guys all kind of train at like different places. There's not like one like powerlifting place that's really taking it all. And I think you guys are all exposed to it in different ways. So. Yeah. No, we've yeah. said that we're going to like train together and just really try to build that community here. Because I've yeah. seen like, now that I know that there are women who are mm-hmm. interested in the same sport that I'm in, I'd love to be around that energy. Yeah. It's different training by yourself as opposed to just totally. like, like, I, like when Bedria is at the gym and I'm struggling with a deadlift and I can just hear her screaming at me from across the gym. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little extra push to get yeah. it up. Get up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. When you talked about the difference between the Dubai competition and, and Kuwait, obviously there were like some environmental factors that yes. were <laughs> a little different <laughs> as far as like equipment things. But like, I'm just curious because I just led a, a workshop recently on the hormone talk. And I know that we've talked about this before, but do you know, like within your cycle, like were you yes. at the same point for each competition? 100%. Let me tell you. No yes. Let, no, <laughs> because me. I knew exactly going into it, what was going to happen for both. With yeah. the Dubai competition, I was ovulating. So fantastic. Okay. I was at like... No Strength has peaked at that yes. time. Yeah. And like I knew it going in that I was going to be at like the peak of my cycle. 
<laughs> quit, I was at the weakest point. Yeah. Like it was the weakest of the week and I knew it and I could feel it in my body because the bloat was there. Um, yep. I had to cut a lot more weight than I wanted to, to make my weight class. So yeah. I, I could feel it in my squats. I could feel it in my deadlifts. And, yeah. but it was nice to know that I could still push through it. Right. Right. Because adrenaline and all of that will, it won't fully compensate for it. Cause I did end up right. failing. There are little tweaks that I think just number one, like mindset, knowing, you know, that you're there at that point or that it is different. That's huge already. So that you're not just questioning of like, Oh my God, this was so easy before. And then like blaming, you know, all those external things that you had, you know, that you could have easily blamed it all on, but just knowing number one, knowing that like allows you to make little changes of like knowing that you're going to be a little bit extra bloated. Like, and what that bloating is, I think we've talked about this before is that the watery part of your blood is, is way decreased. So you fatigue a lot faster. You're running a little bit hotter so you can make changes with your hydration and your food and all that kind of stuff to help boost that up a little bit. So being aware of it. Oh, I'm so like glad that you like, you know, I was like really curious about that. I'm like, but wait, <laughs> but I'm always yeah. very weary of it within like my program as well. Yeah. Like, and I told Rob before the call. No, I know. Cause you've told me to tell Rob about it and everything. And I I was the first one. (laughs) Just so everybody in the world knows. I had to argue with her for like three weeks. I'm like, no, it was like a month actually. I was like, look, you got to tell him. No, cause even with the weight thing, I didn't know. Like I went up to him and I was like, listen, Rob, I'm going to be close to my cycle come competition. Like, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this weight issue. Dude, she was wearing a garbage bag half the day. Listen, she I... Was walking, listen. She was walking <laughs> like around. Like the wrestlers. She was walking around the block awesome. all day. I woke up that morning at 60.4 and I needed to be under 60. Yeah, shit. It was just, yeah. I had to lose some water weight at that point. Her, wait, yeah. Go to a sauna, dude. Like, just yeah. so, like, buy no, a sauna saunas, suit. They buy make a all the wrestlers suit. used to do is get those suits <laughs> and go sit in the sauna. And, oh my god, Listen, that's hilarious! It worked. I I weighed in under under sixty. I know she was so no, happy. Like, nice. I kind of I played scenarios in my head. Like I had a strategy coming in. I wanted to podium, yeah. and so these were the steps that I needed to take in order to podium. What about Meg? What about you? What workshops have you been leading? What events have you been up to? You've been running and all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah. Still doing the run club. I haven't gone in a couple of weeks to run club because it's been like really freaking cold here. But um, but yeah, still do that. What's interesting though is like, okay, so when I started run club, like a couple of months ago, I was really worried about my hip issue that I've had for, I don't know, it's been like over a year and it's just very intermittent. Like I get this sharp pain in my hip and it took me forever to kind of figure out what it was. It's been like psoas related, definitely pelvic floor was a huge part of it. So the more I've strengthened those things and paid attention to those, like the pain totally goes away. Dehydration is a huge part of it too. So this last week I had two friends come visit me in town. I took like a little, little vacation here in the city, showed them around, but it was definitely, you know, like wine for dinner every night, you know, eating a little bit more junk food than normal, you know, totally out of my routine and things. And it came like to Sunday when they finally left and like the pain in my hips started up again. And I haven't had it for months and it was a hundred percent like dehydration. I know it so much. So I started hydrating and it mimics like signs of like sciatica. I mean, it got to a point where it's like, I couldn't balance on my one leg. I couldn't like, I mean, every time I would take a step, I would get this like sharp, you know, shooting shock. And the more I've stayed up on top of my hydration and everything and still moving, it's like, I feel great. And it took me, you know, like two days to kind of get ahead of it. But that's the thing with hydration too. It takes the body a couple of days to kind of catch up. But so yeah, that was just a huge, (laughs) huge impact in the last week of going from like healthy habits and normal lifestyle to a little vacation mode. And so I kind of had that little experience of having to go back to our first steps back to the, <laughs> back to the healthy life. <laughs> no, but dude, we, we all, we all jump out of it from time to time, you know, like so, everybody yeah. jumps out of it. No one stays right. in it unless you're like Rob. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, I took my first week off after the comp. Yeah. That okay. was like the first week I've taken off in a really long time. And yeah. it was fantastic. It's good for you. It's yeah. good for you, for sure. Because you're yeah. just a little hungrier when you get back. Yeah. Yep. Good to miss yeah, it. Yeah, you powerlifters can do that shit. I asked my coach, hey, can <laughs> I, t- I asked Rob, I'm like, hey, can I take some time off? He goes, well, in CrossFit, you really don't want to take more than two days off, but... If you want to do, you can do, goes you, fast. You, you can do whatever. Yeah, he's like, you can do whatever you want to do, and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I'll take the one day That's off, hilarious. and then like the next day, I was, I jumped in, I jumped into a class at CrossFit Southie. So yeah, before I forget, I did want to okay. give a shout out to Craig Horton, Munir, 
uh, Miko, all the guys that were in the Masters category, they were freaking awesome. And Igor, the guy was phenomenal. He was like big Swedish dude. He kicked ass, man. Yeah. Like he was just big. And Masters division is always my favorite to watch. They're so laid back compared to the other guys. Yeah. 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 I had to give totally. Craig a shout out. Craig Craig called me Bridges, so I'll take that. Did he? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of do, actually. He wasn't the only guy. Like, a bunch of guys are like, oh, yeah, you're the Bridges of Kuwait because I'm, I'm growing this yeah. thing out. And I yeah. used to do this during baseball because I can't grow a beard. So I grow this. Yeah. But yeah. Totally look like it. That's hilarious. But yeah, no, <clears throat> good little vacation week. And then um, I've started running an online course. It's a 21 day program with a group of women in Hong Kong. It's an all-female gym. Oh, wow. Uh, That's kind of cool. Yeah. So the first first week, they get three lessons, and it's all about core strength. So we talk a lot about breath control and breath work and just what that can do for minimizing pain, um, anxiety, what that can do for building core strength and, you know, how it can boost your lifts and all those kinds of things. A lot of, like, you know, functional movements within that, talking about, you know, better core movements than just, like, the planks and the sit-ups and, you know, that kind of shit. Like, what stuff that actually mimics the movements that you need to do within a day. So that was really cool. And then the second week we went over, which was just this week, we went over all the core physiology stuff. So cycle and hormones and stress hormones, environmental stress and digestive stress. And you know, especially for them right now with everything that's going on, like I've, environmental stress is a huge one. And so, as you know, and like in, they're having a hard time, you know, even getting to the gym to do these things, you know, transportation and all kinds of stuff. So it was it was a lot of mindset stuff of, you know, like controlling what you can control and how to make, you know, the best of controlling these other stress loads because you know that that one is is so high at the moment. And then uh, next week, we're going to go over uh, core values, which will be good for like goal setting, kind of visions and goals and stuff like that. So it's been super cool though to connect with like a, you know, another part of the world. Um, the connection to them actually started in Kuwait. So the oh, woman awesome. running, the, yeah, the woman running the gym out there, Steph Pullman, she is the one who actually worked with uh, recruiting me to come out to Kuwait to help her run Circuit Plus. So we ran Circuit Plus for about four years together. And then, uh, yeah, she went out to Hong Kong and I came back to the States. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, that's a really yeah. cool connection there. It's been really cool. But it's, it's got the creative you know, juices and things flowing of different programs. And I'm just running everything through Facebook right now. So it's, it's really cool, like a free little platform. But yeah, I definitely want to catch up with you guys on you know, doing something maybe similar for our listeners or whatever people want. I don't know if people want to send in what they'd like yeah, to hear about it. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, it's just little five-minute lessons each day. And then we do like a Facebook Live at the end of the week and kind of catch up on it and just gets everybody connecting on these topics that, you know, everyone's kind of struggling with or curious about, but maybe doesn't really know Dude, where to that's go a, or that's actually, to talk to. That's a good idea, Meg. Maybe we should do yeah. like a live thing. Do you want to run a live thing on the Instagram? Totally. Because Facebook totally. is dead yeah. here. Like I know. And, 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 and that's Facebook the struggle for me. It was like, dead, they were like, well, everybody's on Facebook. So we'll just use that. And I'm like, I have not touched Facebook in five years. Like, I don't know. Like, is anybody still on it? And it's like, yeah, really hard. But no, we, we totally, totally should do something like that. Yeah. yeah. You, you Americans, you guys aren't like, you're not up to times with us. We, <laughs> no, now everyone's doing the TikTok the thing. Ground. TikTok, dude, TikTok is horrible. The kids it is, yeah, TikTok. That is the big thing right now. I don't, yeah. I haven't even looked at it yet. I haven't. Uh, no, it's, dude, it's, it's like it, musically, it's but music. not. It's, it's just, yeah. Okay. No, I don't fucking get it. And it's always people like throwing money around. It's like, dude, okay. You, no, but your account is weird. Like I flipped through yours and I'm pretty know, sure that like know, most people don't have your feed. <laughs> you got some kind of, like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you looking up that you get that dude, doesn't build know. it off of like what your history or something is? like. I get like bus drivers and like houseworkers. Like the houseworkers are the they're the, awesome. They're so funny. Like seriously, it's I so sit and watch this shit for a half an hour. Half an hour. They're a they're really, creative as shit. They are. It's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's so like, funny. Like they're so creative and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Everybody, I'm on TikTok. Just so you know. <laughs> you actually, so you know. actually, it's the Project Kuwait that's on TikTok. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> it's not even, it's not even my own account. It's the Project Kuwait. <laughs> so did we have a fun little game then? Yeah, yeah, Meg, yeah. yeah. Dude, Meg, yeah. Uh, let's get this thing rolling. Let's do it. A little a little this or that, a little would you rather kind of a <laughs> episode here. Um, some are random, some are health related, but let's just kind of go down the list. And I think, uh, yeah, people can kind of get a little better idea of our personalities or maybe get them thinking about some things a little differently. So, All right. I sent you a, a list of a few. Did you have one that stood out to you there or do you want me just to pick? I got one. All right, let's hear it. 
If I had a million dollars, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy you some art, a Picasso or a Garfunkel. That was that was the one that stuck out to me. All right, Bare Naked Ladies, if you don't know them, shut this podcast off now because you are not worthy of listening to the podcast. They came they came to the Minnesota State Fair this year. Did you did you go and see them? No. Dude, they are the shit. I think I I can't remember who they played with. I think they played with like G Love and the special Dude, sauce. Dude, come or on, something. chicken the Chinese chicken. You I, had drumstick and a brain stop ticket. Watch the next no, I'm lights very on. familiar. On, I'm so glad this isn't YouTube or that whole thing would have been copyrighted. What do you mean? How? I'm just saying a phrase, and I didn't. No, you're allowed to say like 20 seconds. It's something crazy like that. You, they give yeah. you. Yeah. All right, so everyone go listen to Bare Naked Ladies. Copyright, whatever. Hey, we'll put those. <laughs> also, are we? You're not recording this video on Zoom, are you? No, I'm not. No, no. no. God damn it, Maddie. <laughs> you want? Why do you want me to record it? Yes, because that would have been golden to have on video right now. <laughs> oh, okay, that's actually a good point. That's, dude, I'll do it again. Like I don't care. I'm the I'm the singer uh, of the group. Apparently. Oh boy. All right. So yeah, a million dollars. If you had a million, okay. what was it? If you had a million dollars, would you rather have ten million dollars and one year to live? Or no million dollars. Can you fix your microphone, please? Okay. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> Starting again. Would you rather have $10 million in one year to live or no million dollars and you live a healthy life for the rest of your time here? Yeah. Meg? I would rather live the healthy life. Like, I've been poor and I've still had a good time. So <laughs> I would take the healthy life for sure. I mean, $10 million, I, I know I could have a lot of fun in a year with that, but I would definitely rather take a probably some more smaller experiences or small scale experiences over a long period of time than, uh, than a bunch, maybe in a short period of time. I don't know. Ask me again another couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, $10 million ain't doing you shit. That only give you a private jet anymore. Oh, like if, if you had, now if you said a hundred million dollars, maybe we're talking about like okay. giving up okay. my life, but no, I would never do that. Cause like you said, so what, what is the price? A hundred million dollars? No, no. <laughs> Honestly, there's no price because yeah. money, like look at everyone in Hollywood, Hollywood. And look at every Wait, billionaire. Wait, can I switch the question then? Wait, what would you give up? Or like, what would be worth only living for one year? Ooh. Mm. That's Is that a like a thought-provoking yeah, one? Okay. Really, I know. We'll like, leave it for like another uh, time. What would, what would be, be worth it? Clearly money isn't to any of us. For, as for, opposed for, to for living, me, in all honesty, yeah. ensuring the safety of you in a day and like you guys living a happy, healthy life, that would be worth it. But like if someone had a gun to your heads and said, this is the choice, I would, I would take that choice. But otherwise, I don't think anything else is worth it. Like nothing can, because look at Hollywood, look at all the billionaires. They still have problems. They're still committing suicide. They have all the money right. in the world. You know, money doesn't fix everything. No, but that's what All I'm right. saying. It's not my, but look at Olympians. Like an Olympian would do it for a gold medal. Yeah, dude, that's different. Uh, that's different. You're that's, working your whole life for that one moment. But I can't And help if you fail before the age of 34 or 35, you're screwed. You can't do it again. Right, Meg? I mean, yeah, that's totally. kind of like the cutoff right there. You know, so totally. they gave up their whole life for one medal. And if they don't get it, they failed their entire life. But that's my point. Like, do you guys have like a gold medal? Well, repeat the original question one more time. It's what would you give up? What would you give up? Like not give up, but mm -hmm. what would be worth only living like one year and basically give up the one rest year. of your life for? Yeah. 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 For one year. We Oof, can come back to this. Maybe like, like maybe, <laughs> I don't know. For me, it's like, it's probably traveling to every country and like connecting with a person in every country and like just learning more about that. Cause I think like, that would be interesting to get the answer to this question from very different places. Like we yeah. kind of have a, a privilege to dream about some of this stuff, whereas some people it's just like straight survival mode and they don't even get a chance to like, you know, think about that. I've, I've asked that when I went to, I know when I went to Indonesia, I'd asked my driver that I had had from, he'd take me from the beach up into the mountains for a couple of days. And I had asked him, you know, like, Oh, like if you could be anything, you know, what would it be? Or if you could go anywhere, where would you go? And everything was just very like, you know, blinders on narrow minded. It was just like, you know, what is like for him being a driver was the best job because he gets to meet people. He gets to talk to people, but like the jobs that he had had before, you know, it was like no connection with people, um, you know, very limited, you know, money and survival and stuff like that. So just like for some of them, it's like, Oh, to like have my own farm. And it's like, really? Like that would be it. Like, you're already a farmer. Like that would be it. But it's like, no, to have like my own, like that would be yeah. a dream. 
So it's just like, it's really interesting to think of different perspectives from around. So yep. I don't know, maybe being able to do something around the world, not just visiting, but doing, I don't know. I'd have to think of something that I would want to accomplish like in every country or with every country would be really cool. I would live one year if I got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question yeah. you should throw out on Instagram because yeah. we have a Yeah, we definitely yeah. should. We should throw all these out on Instagram. When yeah, we that's a, yeah, that's a good call. That's a good yeah. call, Meg. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. 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 Love it. That's a good one. Nice, Aya. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. You'd love me. You're climbing this. All right, right. who has the next one? All right, I got the next one here. All right. Um, Would you rather be on a carnivore diet that you can only have well done steak? Or would you be or would you be a vegan? (laughs) You lost me at the well done part. Right. Oh. All right. Maggie asked the perfect question. Okay. First (laughs) off, everybody, if you've watched Game Changers and you think going vegan is the thing you're an idiot because our ancestors in no way shape or form walked around saying i'm only going to eat berries and nuts there and is that's that all argument they found. No, there no, was that no. argument we are seasonal eaters seasonal. We, yeah, yeah but that's my we point, are that seasonal, seasonal eaters and i agree with that 100 percent. there are certain vegetables that only grew in the summer and in the winter right meg right. absolutely and, yeah. and our bodies probably process them a lot better during those seasons but to say that when we were walking through the jungles of Africa, starving, if we saw a dead friggin' deer or antelope or whatever it's called, we weren't gnawing at its carcass. Of course we were. If we saw good meat, we were eating that shit. All right. It wasn't like we could find and forage food everywhere. It just depended. Right. Like, look at Kuwait. You had, a, you had a, when fish. it wasn't around. I mean, you had a laser focus on it, and it was. I mean, you had to. You had to get what you could. Yeah, dude. <laughs> we, we were. I think there's yeah. definitely like. And, and, you know, heritage and genetics definitely will play a role in predominantly what, you know, your ancestors had access to, you know, like we've talked about that more of like the, you know, Norwegian types of having um, higher fat diets, you know, fattier fish and that kind of stuff, which seasonal depression, you know, winters, a lot less light and things around there, a heavier fat diet in order to, you know, kind of help sustain scarcity of food and things like that. So anybody with that kind of a heritage that can explain some seasonal depression, you know, if you're not getting enough good fats in your diet, you know, or things that you know that your genetics are, you know, predisposed to being, you know, high performing on, it's just, uh, that's something to think about for sure. But to say that shouldn't have one thing or the other. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I struggle with that too. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I right. watched that documentary too on those athletes that, you know, high perf- you know, professional yeah, athletes and stuff that are going all vegan and they do like the blood test and they show you what it looks like when you have meat and stuff in your blood. I but shut it's just, that shit off after 15 minutes. I shut it off after 15 <laughs> minutes because you know what? People need to, people need to understand that, you know, the funding that gets behind these things too. You know, you got to look at, at who's putting this stuff out there and it's a and small I don't know, the sample size of, and everything right, like, right. dude, come on. Like I yeah. could look at the guys that are on the carnivore diet and look at how yeah. strong they are. Like it just yeah. depends. You can go either it depends way. on your yeah. body. It goes back to what we consistently say to just find what works for you. That's it. Totally. Yeah. In the fitness industry, totally. we're a bunch of gullible people and we buy into any bullshit diet that comes out because we mm-hmm. want the quick fix and the easy way out of it, whether it's keto, right. paleo or whatever it may be. And including the whole game changer thing, because yeah. it's whatever the snake oil salesman's market to us. And it just goes on to a whole different scheme that's of a bigger picture, probably to just sell more shit of something or new books. Yeah. Like that's what it is. Someone, someone I do want to get on is Diana Rogers. I don't know if you guys follow her on Instagram, but she's like just debunking all the claims that a lot of these alternative meat companies and a lot of, I mean, I don't want to like box in vegans, but a lot of vegans that, yeah, um, I think you know, I know who talk you're about, talking about, just talk about like, how damaging that farming is to like the environment and the carbon footprint and everything. And she's just like debunking a lot of, you know, that of how like responsible farming, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have this impact that people think like their reason for going vegan is because they think it's better for the environment. Like she's got some really good stuff to think about on the, on the flip side of that. So that might be a good one to have on and and talk a little bit more in depth about. Yeah, no, I agree. Did I cut you off here? Are you sure? I'm used to it. <laughs> All right. Vegans, call me. Send me a DM <laughs> if you want to argue with me. I'd Wait, love it. Meg, what's your, I, you what's your answer? <laughs> Meg, what's your what's answer? That? Carnivore, uh, well done, or vegan? 
I hate a well-done steak. I love fruits and vegetables. <laughs> God damn it. I would probably choose vegan. Like I hate a well-done steak. Like it to me, like I would, I would just collect as many protein sources from my veg as I could. Yeah. And, and fruits and vegetables. To, to, I don't think I could just live on well-done steak. <laughs> to be fair, you'd probably get a lot more carcinogens from the well-done steak. So you're better <laughs> off true. with the fruits and vegetables <laughs> too. And you could still get your proteins from fruits and vegetables. Like you can, if, yeah. if you'd said a medium well steak, all right, yeah. then we're talking like a medium yeah, bone in yeah. ribeye. I could live off that shit, like hands down. Yeah. Can All I right? be like a vegan yeah. that eats cheese, though? No, it's I not mean, like, it's <laughs> a dairy option. Dairy. You were like, can I at least have a dairy option within Secret this? Secret like- option number three. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Yeah, no, I hate a I hate a well done steak. I like mine rare, like still still mooing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Maddie, you got the next one. I got the next one. Apparently, all right. Ooh, I like this one. Money or free time? Money or free time? And I bitched about this a little bit today. Do are these things independent though? Like, can you not have free time and money, or can you not have money and free time? It depends on how privileged. No, you because are. it's all right. I'll, I'll rephrase the question: Work a shitload and have a lot of money and no free time, or have a lot of free time and not a lot of money no by money. not working. You know, because I would. I think trainers are the best example because as a yeah. trainer or coach, like if you have a shit ton Trade of clients, time for money. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. how it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I would say as long as I'm doing something I love, I'd go for the the working. I wouldn't want just free time to do nothing and not be able to I don't fuck that's a hard question. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your question. You now came I'm up like, with that one. I know. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. <laughs> but it's also like is this idle free time or right. is it productive? Is it fulfilling? Or is prioritization, it- like where you prioritize your your time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I did one of my talking videos that you introduced me to that Haya hates, apparently. I do not hate. And it was, no, part of it was like prioritizing, to prioritize Mm -hmm. your time. I wake up at 4 a.m. so I could go on the assault bike and get my first portion of the workout in. And then I go to work, which is to make money. And then I come home, spend time with the family. That's a priority. That's my free time. And then I go to the gym with the rest of my free time where I could be training people and making more money, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, it's not worth, it's not worth my time to train people. Yeah, I think I know where, where where this question came from for me now because like, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I'm just like, this is the struggle is like, I am doing everything that I love, but I am doing a lot of training, you know, time for money. And it's just, yeah, kind of figuring out how you can get that balance and a schedule that's all over the place. Like I don't have a single day that is the same. I don't have a set time, you know, where I'm have you know, my gym time just between these hours because some days I may be working between those hours and some days not. So I've, I've definitely done a poor job um, just being back over the last few months of, of prioritizing my time on that. And that's probably why I came up with this question, (laughs) which is more important, (laughs) but a hundred percent either way. Like I still have my staples that I know I get in a day. I like, I, I mean, I still look at my day, you know, and what is coming up and what can I get in and what options do I have and, and that, but yeah, it is, as one of the benefits of kind of having the traditional like nine to five, as people say, is just it does give some consistency and a schedule to where you can prioritize the things that you do enjoy outside of that. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. You want me to ask a question? No, I want you to answer the question. Well, clearly <laughs> work on something that I enjoy. So you'd rather take free time over money? No, I'm I said work, not free time. So you want to work? Yeah. You want to work at powerlifting? Dude, she was pulling 315 for eights today. Yeah. I know, that's what she said. That's, <laughs> that's fucking insane. insane, dude. I didn't even expect it. Like she, we, we were talking about jobs today and like she was just saying, oh, I might teach or whatever. And I was like, dude, just be a trainer and continue powerlifting. Like that's, yeah. that's where it's at. Like for you, that's yeah. where it's at. Like I would do like two PTs and then just train. I'm looking at my options right now. Yeah. 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 But all right. So who's got the next pick? I have a fun one. All right. Let's hear it. Barbell or dumbbell. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. That's a really if you could only train, if you could only train with one item, would it be barbells or dumbbells? Ooh, that's a good one. Maggie, you can go first. I know what my I already know I, what mine is. Okay, there's great benefits to both of them, but I know that dumbbells offer like tons of benefits um that a barbell just can't do. But I love a barbell. I like having <laughs> it all in one piece and one thing to control. I love I would choose a barbell for sure. Yes. Well, Suck, but for a reason because they're so damn good for you. <laughs> oh, 
to be no. able to work, you know, you know, one side at a time. I would, I would take the dumbbells if I was only allowed to ever only do dumbbell snatches. That is my favorite move with the dumbbell <laughs> for sure. But yeah, no, I would probably choose a barbell for sure. So with you on that one. <laughs> really? Hey, you would choose a barbell too? Uh, I'm a power lifter. What power lifter? Would I <laughs> okay. Like I love my dumbbell unilateral movements and all, but like, no, I need the big three in my life. All right. In all honesty, I would 100% go with dumbbells. dumbbells. And I used to train solely with dumbbells. And the reason why is because barbells created such an imbalance between my right and left side, especially when it came to bench press and bent over rows. Like I felt it when I would go to a dumbbell. It was like my left side would fatigue so much easily compared to my right. And it was Mm -hmm. definitely attributed to the barbell work that I was doing beforehand. But then when I switched and I only went to doing dumbbells for bent over rows, for bench press, inclined bench press specifically, my numbers shot up. And then when I jumped back on under a barbell, my numbers went through the roof. Now, there is a different type of power and strength you get from the barbell as opposed to the dumbbell. There's definitely a difference. But if you want to train balanced, you would have to go with the dumbbell. And that is the one thing for health, for health, like unless you're competing in CrossFit or powerlifting or whatever, but for general health and wellness, do ditch the barbell. Keep it, you know, keep both sides the same. Always start with your weaker side versus your stronger side, because if your weaker side, that's the one that's going to fatigue faster. So go into that fresh and then the stronger side had that as your second set. That's what I used to do. And dude, I saw huge changes once I switched to dumbbell work. It sucks. It sucks. Dumbbells suck because you're actually... They, they are. They're brutal. They, they are. I, I 100% they're. agree with you, though, on like, yeah, general health and wellness. Like, if you have access to dumbbells over a barbell, like, by all means, take it. You're in a better boat, you know, yeah. with that. But I would still pick a barbell just because... <laughs> and dude, if, if, honestly, like, if you had 50-pound bar- dumbbells at your house or, like, 40-pound dumbbells at your house, you could yeah. do a full-body training three times a week. You wouldn't even need a gym. Totally. Like, let's be realistic. You would not need a gym if you just had one pair of dumbbells you mm-hmm. could build some serious strength just with that. And there are a lot of programs out there where you could do that. And that's my I mean, sense. you can build some serious strength just with your body weight, manipulating, you know, loads of different ways of, you know, tempo and reps and all kinds of things. But yeah, I'd still take the barbells. But dumbbells, you've definitely sold them. <laughs> right. I, I laugh at some people when they're like, yeah, look at how much I can bench press with a barbell. And then I'm like, dude, yeah. let's see what you could do with dumbbells. Like with, yeah, two separate objects yeah. and still yeah, control dude. them. And yeah, yeah I'm so much hard. better at a dumbbell bench press than an actual bench press. Really? I had that problem for a while. I switched to incline. Oh my God. I can't hear about incline again. Incline is the solution for everything. No, no, seriously. (laughs) Solution for everything. For everything. Coconut oil oil and incline bench press. Just solve all your problems in life. You rub the coconut oil on your chest. And I swear I wish I had a video because I'm sitting here rubbing my chest right now. Can I see a TikTok video of this, please? (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably do it on the Bare Naked Ladies is your soundtrack, by the way. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll definitely do it. But uh, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Coconut oil is good. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Next question. Next question. Right. Meg, this is all you. My question. All right. I got one now. If you were reborn in a new life, would you rather be alive in the past or the future? Oh. <laughs> I don't think I have that one. one on the list for you guys. No, you didn't. I just looked at the list. I'm like, where the fuck Listen, is that? I saw this you one? looking at the list being like, like, shit, where is that one? I didn't see this one. I'm like, what the hell's going on like, here? As a woman, clearly not in the past, just because I... Well, is there any, in any decade, you say in the past at all in general? I mean, like, oh, I'm like reborn, not visiting, right? Yeah. If you were reborn in a new life, would you rather be alive in the past or the future? Like you're basically asking, do I want to be alive in the past where like women are even more oppressed or in the future mm. where the world is might be destroyed. No, the, no, 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 no. The yes. future. The, I honestly think the future is going to be dominated by women. I think the next superpower no, no, no. like, is the female power. I don't think the Earth power. will exist. Just because <laughs> that's my point. No, Earth will exist. Men are well, stupid, so women will prevail. We all know that's about to happen. Okay, why did you answer? Where, like, would you, what would? Yeah, I was waiting for your answers. I was going to cheat. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like. Yeah, I don't know. Like known or unknown? Do we know what we know now? 
Or do mm. we not know is our memory wiped? Because if our memory's wiped, then I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that switches it up. If we know what we know now, then I'd definitely go mm-hmm. back to the past. I'd, I, I, same. I think I would choose past. I just think like yeah, some simpler times. I, when I think of the future, I always think of the movie Wally. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a good movie. Like, that is such a good movie. I'm so glad like, you brought I that up. Because I see it now. I'm just like, everybody's sucked into their streets such and everybody's, you know, movie. like obesity, diabetes, disease is just all over. I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, really cool things about the technology that it can do for us. Obviously, podcasting and sharing with the world being one of them. Yeah. But I don't know. I imagine that if we were in the past, though, we'd like have like an old school radio show too. Though. <laughs> 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 I think the best. I know the best part was the dance man game. Was, just so this is how knows. I imagine <laughs> the past. This is why we need to be recording the episodes. Oh yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Oh my I, I, I don't know if I got the video on, but that was funny shit, dude. That's hilarious. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I imagine I look at like things in the 60s and 70s and yes, like some really terrible times for a lot of people, but I don't know. It also just looks like I'm, I'm a hippie though. So I think that's probably <laughs> why I think that would be it. But I'm also obsessed with like the prohibition era, era and like gangsters and that kind of stuff. Like I think it would have been really fun maybe to be around in some of that time. <laughs> <laughs> Probably really awful, but in my head, I feel like it'd be cool. (laughs) No, I get that. Like, it would be cool to be in Kuwait when it was a bit, when it was different. Like, with like women walking around like mini skirts and, and just, it would be interesting to see how the environment But is that true? You think they were really walking around mini skirts or do you think that? I've heard so many stories from a lot of the girls that I met out there and their moms would tell those stories all the time. Like my it's, mom and yeah. her work story. Yeah. It was, so it would be interesting to have a glance at what mm-hmm. that was like. You didn't answer the question, though. Like Meg said hippie era or prohibition. And you? I, I don't know. I was waiting on you. <laughs> you know what? I am going to take a leap of faith and say future. Future? Go into the unknown. Interesting. Yes. I would definitely go into the past. All right. And this sounds stupid. Okay. I'd go back to when the gladiators were around, dude. I'd want to meet Hercules. Uh, you would. <laughs> I'd want to meet like Hercules and shit. Like, I wouldn't go back to gladiators. I'd go back to the ancient Greeks. Like, I would want to see what's his name who ran the Spartan, the Sparta, oh, no, okay. um, who actually ran the 24 miles or whatever. Or the, the, the marathon. Yeah. Yeah. He ran yeah. from one mountain to the other or whatever. Like, yeah. I would want to be back during that time to see the um, oracles and. Granted, they were just friggin' smelling fumes from the mountains that made them high, but it was still cool. <laughs> and like meeting Hercules and the the magic and you know the, the all that crazy shit that went on. I would want to be there, dude. That was the time. Sure, I see that very. I see that very fitting for your personality, though. That makes sense. Yeah. What's that supposed yeah. to mean, Meg? <laughs> all right. Just like rob our yeah, back. Like Hercules, like you say that, I'm just like yeah. Hercules, I don't know. Hercules. <laughs> <laughs> you ever saw that movie? No one saw the movie Hercules with the Disney no. cartoon. No. Oh no! That I was just my got first Disney CD. Plus though, so I'm gonna watch it. Ooh. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend's making me go through the Star Wars uh, movies first. I haven't seen them like in their order of release, so really? I'm watching them now, yeah. dude. You got to bring your boyfriend with you to Boston, man. I mean, me and this guy <laughs> would jam, dude. Like seriously, like baseball, Star Wars. Star Wars. Does he like? Does he, does he like three hundred? Yeah, yeah, we yeah we watched that not that long ago. Yeah, there, there we go. Now you just have to ask him if he likes Tenacious D, the movie. I'm sure he does, but I'll ask him. That's hilarious. All right, Maddie, have the last one. I have the last one. Okay, make it a good one. All right, I actually, I actually, I actually get a really good one. Rice or potatoes. <laughs> That's a really good one of my books. Well, oh. obviously the Arabs are choosing rice. Oh, I was going to say potatoes all the way. Like if I could live off of Why? French fries and mashed potatoes. Why do you keep putting and- the microphone away from your mouth, dude? <laughs> Seriously, Emmanuel, I'm sorry, dude. I swear. Is this is this better? No, that's too What close. if I spoke like this? <laughs> <laughs> now you're just an <laughs> asshole. Emmanuel, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> 
Emmanuel, just so everyone knows, is our sound guy. He's unbelievable. Like he takes the shitty sound. I'm, I'm glad that we actually good. are calling him by his name now, and not just calling him sound <laughs> guy. guy. <laughs> he never really lost sure time. We'd be happy. like, "Hey, sound guy." <laughs> I'm sure he's happy. Cut this out. But in all in all honesty, if anyone ever really wants to do a podcast and they want their sound to sound good, like just DM me and I'll I'll hook you up with Emmanuel. He's he's amazing. Like he has done wonders for us. Yeah, there's my love you, thank you. I know, there's my <laughs> sentimental shout out, buddy. <laughs> so yeah, meat or uh sorry, potatoes or rice. Meg, you're up first. I don't want to hear from Haya. Uh, I already yeah, gave I, my answer too. No I one listened to you. Yeah, I'm potatoes all the way. I'm German. I'm I'm all about potatoes. <laughs> for sure. Oh my god. Mashed so, baked. So I walk into baseball the other day and one of the kids that I used to coach, he's like, Coach, are you gonna coach us again? I'm like, No, I don't get along with the guys that run the league, whatever. And he's like, no, no, we really need you. It's better than Mr. Potato Head. And I'm like, who's Mr. Potato Head? He's like, our new coach, he looks like Mr. Potato Head. I'm like, dude, that's not nice to say about your coach. He's like, no, really, look. And I'm like, holy shit, that looks like Mr. Potato Head with a hat on. <laughs> that's awesome. I was just like, I had to tell that story. It's potato Head. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a potato, potato eater. Hey, yeah, you're potatoes too? I am only potatoes because I watched The Martian and he survived off of potatoes and ketchup. And then when the ketchup Ah. ran out, he just survived off of potatoes and potatoes have starches in them. And you actually can survive off of potatoes. Granted, I saw this YouTube video where someone tried to live off of potatoes for a week to see how creative they could be. Yeah. And it just increased my love of potatoes. (laughs) <laughs> what did they do? Like, just, and how did they feel? Oh, well, no, they felt horrible towards the end of it because you're just <laughs> but, living but, off but, of potatoes. But honestly, is it, is it a mental thing? Because your body could sustain and our bodies do adapt. Granted, you'll get palate, palate fatigue like a mofo, you know? And, well, and, I think you, you'd have a lot of deficiencies for sure yeah. if you only ate potatoes. <laughs> you'd have to pay me to try that because I like meat way too much. <laughs> yeah, just call yeah. a vegan up. They'll do that shit. There you go. Yeah, we can experiment with one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Would any of you do that? What? Experiment with one food for a week to see how creative you could be. Mm, What's the food? You get to pick. I don't know. I guess I could do potato food. Meg, I would say broccoli for you. That's like the worst food to be creative with. Don't think my boyfriend would appreciate that either. <laughs> <laughs> would smell. Dude, the pooping doctor that I talked to at the gym, and yeah. he, he's got another name, but I call him the pooping doctor. <laughs> pooping doctor. He was actually telling me. <laughs> Why would that, you want another name? <laughs> I know. It's such a cool name. He's going to come on the show, by the way. Like, I already talked awesome. to him, and he's a wicked nice guy. Um, He told me broccoli's like really good for you. He was like, it can be, but there's. Um, it, yeah, it definitely. I mean, obviously it is compared to a lot of other options out there. For, but he said the fiber, <laughs> he said the fiber and broccoli and food and falafel was different than the yeah. fiber and other foods. And remember how I talked about yeah. over-consuming fiber and how it can constipate yeah. you? Yeah. He was like, no, apparently broccoli yeah. and food is really good. So I like food. There are genetic things that can impact though, like your digestion on it and digestive enzymes That's with, true, yeah. um, with broccoli. So some people, they, they have to do things like, um, like vinegar or like a lemon juice or something along like with it in order to help kind of control that. Ah, what was your coughing like, remedy, by the way? Coughing? Yeah. You said you had a wicked bad cough and you took oregano oil oh yeah i was taking oregano oil like yeah if you feel sick or any digestive issues oregano is like one of my favorites for if i feel something coming on i'll definitely get ahead of it with that for sure women though be mindful if you're taking a a decent sized dose of it it can give you like an early early cycle like it can induce like a cycle for you why did you tell why didn't you tell Haya before empower me yeah dude come on meg you're not on top of your game dude sorry Just thought about that now. (laughs) Yeah. I always traveled with oregano, especially going to like, I don't know, countries trying like new foods or just, you know, whatever bacteria and things that you can be exposed to. I, people are always shocked to hear this too. Of all, I've been to like 25 countries. I have never done any vaccine that they have like, you know, promoted that you do. (laughs) I've drank the water in Africa. I've eaten the food everywhere. (laughs) I've been fine. Um, Well, but oregano, do you did you? You had rhabdo, so I mean, I think, oh I think you're immune to everything now. <laughs> <laughs> Used to everything, yeah. No, and the time I got salmonella, that was in the states. So 
I had another little bout though off of at, this is the only other time I had it was only other time. <laughs> but um, and it was it was coming out of Sri Lanka. It didn't hit me until I was like actually back in Kuwait. But it was in the last like few days of Sri Lanka, it had hit me there. But um, it was the only five-star restaurant that we ate there. The rest of the time I was eating street food and I was totally fine. And it was the five-star restaurant we were there. I had an undercooked uh, chicken leg and I had eaten some of that. And the next, yeah, a couple of days, oh, it was wow. brutal. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, I've been good. But oregano oil is great for, you know, good bacteria and stuff in the guts and, and helping combat some of those things with, uh, yeah, little, little bacteria. I'm going to add that to my hillbilly tonic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Jason told me about the hillbilly tonic. I mean, it tastes like shit, but it's actually oh, pretty good. Okay. It's like fermented. It? It's a whole bunch of shit. I got the recipe card. I'll, I'll like tag it to the show notes. Like it's a whole yeah. like list of shit. You got to let it ferment and then it tastes horrible, but it's pretty good for your gut. Like it good regulated my yeah. pooping for a while. There you go. And even when I stopped drinking it, like I just, my gut felt better. Better. And yeah. like he described it as hillbilly tonic. That's what it's called. Interesting. Created by hillbillies. Sure. Yeah. Interesting. I actually came across something as long as we're talking about gut health real quick. One of my friends just had a baby and it was funny. You're talking about babies are born actually with like leaky gut, like syndrome. Like they don't. So that's why the, is it colostrum and breast milk yeah. is so important for them for, for building that lining in their guts because apparently they're born with like a leaky gut. So for nursing moms or, or anything like uh, your probiotics and your gut health is really important for, for mm. babies. I thought that was interesting. I didn't know babies were born with that. I was like, damn, that's why they're always like, you know, so gassy and fussy. And <laughs> and, and their first poop yeah. is black. <laughs> yep. Yeah, exactly. yeah. My son, my son pooped in her belly. Yeah. Oh, no. Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. It, it, no, I had a very traumatic childbirth. Yeah. Wow. It was traumatic. It was. Right. About, <laughs> you know, we should talk about we should talk about that on Psyched with Dr. D. The trauma of childbirth yeah, and how dude. I had two labors. Yeah, that was a good. She had yeah. two, two, not one, but two, dude. That's insane. Yeah. And Definitely. She, that would be a good episode. She put up with some serious pain. But yeah. Any, any badass for powerlifting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can we just give me credit for the powerlifting a little bit? Because I could get you <laughs> Listen, into that. Oh, wait, no, you All know right? what I w- do want to remember? What? As I'm you holding your head from the cross. That was so a good cute. stretch. Can I hold it again? Okay. As <laughs> the best part of my day was when I hit that last deadlift and you and I went like running at each other. I like jumped and hugged you. We were screaming and cheering and nobody caught it on tape. Yeah, Malak was supposed to be recording. It was like a slow motion. It was was amazing. And we have no footage of it. No, I think Malak was was recording. No, no, no footage. Oh, sorry. That's so cool. Oh, I'm proud of you. That's awesome. Thanks, Meg. I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) You too. Uh, Can I eat now? All right. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the show. And please, please tell your friends and family about the world's greatest show, The Project Kuwait, because we will make them laugh. Yeah. All right. Let's throw those questions up on Instagram. And I want to hear everybody else's answers, too. Yeah. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also find us on Instagram at The Project Kuwait. Thank you, and join us next time.